0: you are all our witches. On today's episode I'm afraid we don't have a book review, I haven't been able to plough through my most recent book and I haven't had any that I've been happy to recommend so far. I just wanted to, before we kick off and get into today's episode, just wanted to remind you, if you haven't signed up for my Patreon, The Witches Institute, you can find grimoire sheets for the White Witch Podcast over there, extra Patreon podcast episodes. I've just released an episode on fairy paths, which gets really deep in relation to fae law. We also look at areas like death paths, spirit paths, There are witchy meditations on there, four hedge witch studies a month covering crystals, power animals, herbs, trees. We have a monthly story, which can be a ghost story, folklore, or a look at a famous witch in history. We have a monthly gathering for our witchy community, and we also have a place where all our witches can catch up with one another. We also have the Literary Witches' Coven, where we read along on a book each month. Entirely optional to join on that, but that is another element to the Patreon. On today's episode, I am joined by the wonderful Bianca Jo Dryberg, who is a crystal specialist she works for Rocks and Rubies, a gorgeous specialist crystal shop right by Colchester Castle in Essex. I've attached all links in the show notes for Rocks and Rubies where she works, but also links to her socials as Bianca or B, as she also goes by. Is focusing on sharing knowledge there and creating a safe space in regards to spirituality and well-being. I'd also be grateful if you listen to this episode and the show in general, if you could give me a review, ideally a five-star one, as this helps other witches to find the show too. So back to today's episode, you might want to grab a pen and pad for this episode. There is a ton of information that is far from basic crystal knowledge. So Join me after the break to speak with Bee, the literal Queen bee of crystals.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight.
0: Welcome back. So I am here with who I like to think of as the Crystal Queen. Bianca, welcome to the White Witch Podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really
0: excited. So I, I'm so excited you're on. I met B. I was in Essex for a witchy event at Colchester Castle in December and I felt compelled to go into Rocks and Rubies, a beautiful crystals like witchy spirituality shop in Colchester which you must go there if you are there or just check them out. I. Basically, asked B for some information in regards to a particular crystal, and I just remember thinking, "This lady knows her onions in regards to crystals." And I just cheekily had to ask if you might come on to the podcast, mm-hmm. and here we are.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this. And I, I did fangirl a little bit in the shop because when you came in, I recognised your voice. And I was thinking, "Where do I know this person from?" I was like, "I don't recognise their face." And then you said podcast. I was like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> I was amazed you would know who it was like what the podcast
0: was honestly when you said you know the podcast I was like no way yeah. you actually know of the podcast made my day honestly yeah. um, <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of say Bianca has got so much information it's, I think it's going to get quite involved now to kind of like start things off mm-hmm. Bianca how did you get into spirituality, crystals? Where do we begin?
1: Great question. Uh, so, my mum was quite spiritual when I was growing up. She was like into tarot reading, angel cards, um, quite lightly, but it was really fun and engaging as a child to like watch and get involved with in the steps that she allowed me to. Um, and crystal collecting is a really great starting point as a kid. So, we got started on the crystals, that was all grand. Uh, then, when I got older, I started getting into more the witchy side of things as a teenager, which, you know, it's, it's it was like I did a love spell and I ended up with like my best friend and things. And I was like, oh, wow, this stuff actually works. Not always in the ways that you intended it, but yeah, it was like really got me into it. And then I kind of came out of it for a bit. Um, just life got in the way and I started. To, having uh which is something I think isn't spoken about enough in the spiritual community, like a bit of spiritual psychosis, it got quite intense. So I backed Mm -hmm. out of it. And then when I was older as an adult in my 20s, I went past rocks and rubies actually. I just felt drawn to go in like oh ants and crystals and ages. Let's go have a gander. Bought myself a malachite necklace, uh just Mm because it looked gorgeous, beautiful greens then on the bus home I was with my best friend and we were looking at like the properties for a giggle and it was like helps you cut out toxic ties and I was like huh maybe we will get help me get rid of this dodgy boyfriend I've had for a while and lo and behold a couple of months passed and there was a complete change in the energy exchange between me and him and it became a lot easier to let that go and I was like oh whoa this stuff works. And then I started uh, getting slowly, but surely started off with the chakras, started looking at that, working on that. My mental health was improving. My physical health was improving. And then I started getting back into more of like the witchy side of things and divination and got a job at Rocks and Rubies. And it's yeah, it just keeps going forward.
0: I love this so I did want to delve into so can you tell us a little bit about what you do now work-wise in relation to crystals and all things Mm -hmm. spiritual
1: yeah so I um I'm a a, technically I guess a sales assistant at rocks and rubies but it's so much more than that Uh, customers will come into the store and they'll be like I've got this issue and i'm like okay um and we sometimes they open up a bit about it sometimes i'll just give them the general thing because obviously it's people's private lives um but we find crystals and we also sell things like herbs so i'll recommend like certain rituals and practices they could do to perhaps cleanse negative energy if someone's feeling a bit low um and yeah it's like a personalized prescription service almost um to direct people in the right way and there's always no pressure so i really enjoy that and i've recently did a crystal healing course and i just need to do some case studies and i'll be a qualified and insurable um, crystal healer
0: Oh, I love this. Yeah, you know your stuff, honestly. I felt so cheeky asking you to come on, but when we were in the shop, honestly, there was like nothing you couldn't go into. And I just remember thinking, I've always really wanted to get into crystals on the podcast. This is the lady. <laughs> I'm like, gonna shoot my shot, just ask her to come on, she's so knowledgeable. So yeah, and and actually. I'm kind of like going off track a little bit but you said something really poignant about spiritual psychosis Mm -hmm. and I'm always interested and I you know I appreciate you might not want to get into this but is there anything you think needs to be said on that front in relation to you know because you said obviously it's not an area that's talked about enough so is there anything that you kind of want to say that someone might benefit to hear from?
1: Yeah, um, I would say that, first of all, there's a reason why we say that grounding and centering should be one of your first ports of call, because Mm. I think that's the key to prevent you from getting lost too much in the spiritual realm and having your feet into logic and reasoning on this plane. Um, And also not to use, and this is crystals included, using crystals um, and things as a replacement for therapy. And even yeah. medication in certain cases and um, these are to support you and act as like cheerleaders and to give you the opportunities and the environment but you need to do the work please yes say it like, louder for the witches at the back yes. seriously I
0: love this and it is so <laughs> true and I've been um you know I've been like, I fall of a victim to doing this myself, and I really think it's such a good message to hear and a reminder. So, thank you. Sorry, no <laughs> yeah, no I'm glad that you brought that up. And actually, yeah, you're right, like, you've got to um do the therapy, do the work, like, you can't mm-hmm. just be relying on all these other extra tools. It does come from you first, so I absolutely agree
1: with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are there any other warnings that we might need to know before we delve into crystals or anything like this? Yeah. Or, and, so yeah.
1: majority of the time, crystals are perfectly safe, especially if they're polished. Um, so it means they're not just raw chunks that have been brought out of the earth. Um, most things you'll find in a crystal shop are generally safe, but it's just things mm. like do your research beforehand, especially if you're involving putting it in water, especially if you, mm. if you want to drink that water Um be careful. Don't, I mean, I know it sounds obvious, but don't eat things like you can get things that are made of sulfur and things. <laughs> so please, yeah, yeah, keep an eye. And also, the little tumbles—they can look like sweets to children. So be mindful of that as well. Um, that's generally it regarding energy wise I don't think you can really go wrong unless you add uh, for example if I'm menstruating and I'm moody I have to not wear carnelian because I get really angry because it's too much fire energy but yeah other than that I would say yeah just be aware of the toxicity in certain minerals just like you would with plants really
0: yes yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and you're right you know more more times where we're getting our children involved in all things witchy mm-hmm. you have got to be i guess really careful with the crystals and they do look like sweets and you know and even if you're not kind of getting your kids involved with them but they're picking them up and yeah it's a good it's a good reminder i think mm-hmm. so what have you got for us today, Be Like unravel your information and, and yeah. tell us all I'm <laughs> so excited.
1: <laughs> so I thought I would start out, I was originally gonna start out with like the layers that I kind of see how crystals work. So I will be covering mm-hmm. um, like, why is it a magical item as opposed to just a rock or a mineral? Um, but first I thought I'll actually go through how to work with crystals as a base. So picking a crystal, um, some people find this really easy they come in the store they see something they're drawn to they're like i want this and they'll research it in their own time other times it can be quite overwhelming Um, yeah. you can google like crystals for love and you get like 20 different ones and to be honest sometimes when it's things like just your random like l magazine and things it's <laughs> they don't have a real spiritual advisor they're just picking common names and saying oh this is for this Yeah. Um, but I would try and get into a physical store if you can and just see what you're drawn to and then look up the properties. If not, you can kind of look it up by color, um, which I'll go into a bit, but just trust your intuition as to what you need. If not, get a pendulum out, see which way it's swinging, and it should direct you to the crystal you're really needing. Um, I would also really recommend that you cleanse your crystals when you get them home. Um, like we try and cleanse the crystals in store, but people come by, they touch them. And um, the postman might touch them if you get them delivered and all this energy kind of accrues over it. So I'd recommend cleansing. which mm-hmm. um, you, you can do in various ways. My favorite is using selenite, which is a crystal in itself. Uh, selenite is this gorgeous white color. It almost glows by itself the way it picks up a light and it very much has full moon energy. And it's also really cheap, really readily available. So you can just wave that over your crystals and use your intention. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I would say you can do is and it's kind of optional is to program your crystals. So crystals will have um, a positive effect regardless, even if you just have one kind of in your pocket, you don't really know what it does. But if you really want to work with them, and this is especially if you intend to use them as spell ingredients, is to set an intention with them. So you can bond with a crystal. You can just carry it with you, sleep with it, meditate with it, see what energies or what vibes come with you. And then you can ask it, you can do this out loud, you can do it um, through meditation and your mind's, I was about to say your mind's eye, your mind's ears. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And just kind of be like, I'm asking you to please protect me, for example, Mm -hmm. um, to create a shield and protect my aura. Um, And then it kind of, Sometimes you'll even find that you'll get a crystal and it will tell you through meditation or something will pop in your head as to why it's there for you. And if that is the case, definitely roll with it, because that's a really it's a gorgeous feeling when you kind of sense that about a crystal. Mm. And you can always cleanse um, the crystal after you've kind of used it and re- kind of reprogram it at a later date so there i would say you could work with them you can wear crystals you can keep them in your purse i like to keep them in my bra um yeah. as it's small enough and tumbled uh we keep uh pyrite which attracts wealth in the till at work uh having like an amethyst by your bed so kind of finding logical key locations to pop them in is a good idea it doesn't yeah. really matter the size of the crystal to be honest um i mean if it's small maybe have it more on your purse or close to you but you don't need a massive piece to have a massive effect you can use them in crystal grids um, you can use them as spell ingredients offerings to deities uh, for altars. you can use it like as a physical touch point or a focal point you can use it in your energy fields like there's so many uses I could go on and on for hours about just that
0: you did make me laugh about the putting him in your bra because I've even yeah. taken my ex-boyfriend out by whip, whipping my bra off and a yeah. rose quartz crystal yeah. just flew through the air. So.
1: Yeah, I, often, place to <laughs> I often hear like a ding at the end of the day when I take off my bra and I'm like, oh, it's either that or money. I tend to keep money in my bra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: As women have for centuries.
1: <laughs> Very much so.
0: Such a great, like, great place mm-hmm. to store things. <laughs> I am really curious about crystal grids. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that you could give a basic like me or, you know, resource or anything you could say you could just start trying with this, perhaps on that front?
1: Yeah, so... You can buy uh, crystal grid bases, um, which are usually things like Metatron's cube, and you can place like just little tumbles or little points on it um, with a set intention. So say, for example, I wanted to create a love crystal board. There's, I could use a generic one and then use crystals that are good for love, such as uh, rose quartz, rhodochrosite, rhodonite um, on that board. Mm-hmm. it can get a little yeah. complicated but i would just say it sticks to it simple and in my opinion you could just make a pretty display and have it kind yeah. of got symmetry and that works one of my yeah. favorite ways to use a crystal grid is actually on the house um so as part of my protection ritual uh, which i don't always expose all of it i think that's another way to, to have good spiritual protection is don't tell everyone what you do but yeah. I'll yeah. give you a tip yeah, yeah. <laughs> is I create a grid on my house, which is literally just putting a protection crystal in each corner. So I have some in the garden, like on the outer perimeter, and then again on the inner perimeter in each corner of the house. And that is a crystal grid in itself.
0: Yeah, I love that. That, And I also love the not telling everybody what you've done, therefore mm-hmm. keeping the whole, you know, the whole system working. So yeah, that's a
1: great bit of information. Yeah, same way you wouldn't tell someone everyone your password, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Might be like, it's got the little P in it. That's all you need to know.
0: <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be guided from you for where to go on this. So I love the idea of, um, you know, the offerings, how you can use them. That's just, you know, great. Loads of different tips and things mm-hmm. I've got in there. I wondered about, are you happy to perhaps go into maybe like the... Areas like maybe the chakras, or mm-hmm. I don't know, like like if you're perhaps working on certain areas in your body, and if there's any that you feel, you know, any information you can give on that
1: from? Yeah, I can talk about chakras. So every crystal relates to at least a chakra. Many do more than one. Some of them even work on the kind of chakra column as a whole. Um, so the the easiest way to find a crystal that's good. For a certain chakra is using color magic so each of the colors I think most people should know this um, is each chakra has a color associated with it so you've got root chakras red and then it goes orange green light blue dark blue indigos purples whites that kind of spectrum Mm -hmm. so kind of follow that Um, so say for example you're having trouble with confidence, which relates to the solar plexus chakra. That color is yellows and gold. So find a yellow gold crystal. It's like a cheat sheet almost. <laughs> like this yeah. is kind of the the skeleton that you then kind of build upon to discover the energy of a crystal. Um, But beyond all that, if you feel like you pick a, a crystal up and you're like, "Wow, this really makes me feel confident," and it could be the color blue, <laughs> and you're thinking yeah. this, yeah. dude, just go with it. Just go with it because you can attack issues from different angles for example you might have an issue in confidence which yes is the solar plexus but it might actually be more social anxiety you have so you might need to work on your throat chakra to communicate better so it's not always what you first think it might be uh, so yeah, definitely. yeah
0: that's so, already been honestly that that's a great way of looking at it because mm-hmm. I, I, that is an area that I actually do struggle with, so mate. And I'm always thinking, maybe, actually, you're right, like maybe if you do struggle with social anxiety, looking at the throat chakra. So, for me, that's a new take on it that I'm going to look at. Um, I love what you said about the okay, so coming back to the color magic side, mm-hmm. that's really, really got my interest I love what you said about not working with okay so come back to the earthing and yeah. the grounding side mm-hmm. if that's something you know you need to work on that's a great way so perhaps you could look at kind of green chakra you know green crystals rather and ones that obviously then you'll kind of maybe time that in with the heart chakra as well you can kind of combine all of these together yeah. really can't you and then you can build on it even more so if you're offering up crystals to deities then you can kind of work with um maybe more colors along that front that are aligned Mm -hmm. with particular deity as well um you can just get really like intuitively guided by it can't you and just see, see what feels right I actually had a dream which was so bizarre about a crystal that i i've never ever ever had this, and it was before I met you and um it's a couple of weeks before I sort of came along to Colchester and I got yellow yellow carnelian I think I want to say I will double check this and I'll sort of put it in the show notes, but I had this dream and i I woke up and i and i'm a basic witch when it comes to crystals genuinely <laughs> um you know it's never it's an area that i'm really delving into currently but it's never been one I've been confident about and Mm. I'd never even had this crystal I'd never heard of it never seen it before just came up in my dream immediately like had to go and get some (laughs) um but yeah it's really interesting because I'm guessing but I think yeah just trying to remind myself I'm sure yellow is the solar plexus as well and um you but you can you can kind of I guess put the message out there perhaps to anyone you work with like spirit before you even enter the crystal shop mm-hmm. to like spirit guides or your deities or your angels or whoever you work with. Like, okay, well, what crystal do you think I need to work with? Cause if you're lucky, you might get a little message pop up yeah. or chronicity and you can kind of roll with that before you even enter the shop maybe and see how you feel when you get, get there as well.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, Like, I remember I did a meditation. So I worked with spirit animals, not spirit animals, but animal spirits Mm -hmm. um, in my spiritual practice. And I worked very closely with a fox spirit. And I did a meditation. It was very intense. I would probably be more inclined to say it was an astral projection. And it had me going through all these puzzles and things. It was very odd. Um, But I actually ended up opening a a drawer on the desk. And there was a carnelian there. And then a couple of days later, um, I did one of those, like, pound yeah, – it's like a gumball machine. We don't have one, but a gumball machine, and out came a carnelian. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I love oh, carnelian I love now. That. I love it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, same. I've kind of – since I've picked up that particular one, mm-hmm. I've really started to uh, – before, everything was just, oh, it's a pink crystal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty, it's pink. I had no – Real, I just couldn't connect with them, it just wasn't, but I am now like it's completely changed for me of late. Um, but yeah, I think you know it's interesting to see what intuitively comes up. You also mentioned about a certain crystal you can't wear when you're on, you know, your time of the month, Mm -hmm. and that's really interesting. She said about the fire energy, and I guess if you are too much of one energy and you're trying to connect with another. That's a really good way to maybe look at it as well. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm I've got way too much fire and I struggle mm. with water energy and I'm trying to work on a sort of balance because I've like my but most of my birth chart and so on is like loads of fire. Um so yeah, you I guess you could kind of look at a plan of balance by connecting with crystals that may be aligned with that element that you want to bring more of in, yeah. I guess
1: very much so I completely agree um yeah it's quite it's I would always encourage people to go for what feels uncomfortable yeah 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 um specifically with like crystals and things you're not going to find something that's going to ruin your life like moldavite does not ruin your life we'll talk more about that later yeah (laughs) but yeah so whatever feels uncomfortable there's probably a reason that you need it um to balance something out or because it's something that you're refusing to face or something but yeah follow that uncomfortable feeling or that opposite energy
0: oh you know what I've actually had that same conversation with somebody at the gym this morning it applies to everything in life if there's one thing that you're resisting um walk towards it because it's clearly the thing that you need so yeah I absolutely love that and agree with that and I guess that kind of brings us on to uh, like the elemental planetary like Mm -hmm. zodiac side of crystals because me mentioning saying I've got too much fire in my chart so do you work with any crystals personally or do you advise anyone in relation to what they might want to do in regards to you know their zodiac and so on so
1: this is uh, commonly get people in like I'm here for my birthstones and I think with the uh, with the what you can like find on Google, watch your birthstone, isn't always the best first port of call. It can definitely yeah. be fun to have your birthstone for sure, but sometimes your birthstone might be diamond, <laughs> which isn't as easily yeah. accessible as um, something like amethyst. Um, and I think sometimes the crystals makes sense for if you are like a classic taurus for example emerald would be really good for a classic taurus because it's about like home life uh, love relationships marriage and usually being a taurus that's things that you're wanting and are attracted to so sometimes it makes sense like that um but i would go more like logically so malachite for example is something i really recommend to classic scorpios and um, it isn't something wow. that would we- is a set birthstone for them, um, but it helps let go of those toxic ties. Scorpios tend to hold grudges, so it helps overcome that issue. Um, I would say that there's a planetary aspect and like energy to crystals. It can be hard to kind of really pick up. Neptune ones are easy to discover because if it's watery, chances are it's ruled by Neptune. Mm -hmm. Um greens and pinks generally are Venus. So again it links back to the color magic if you know your colors and how they correspond with the planets that will give you a rough vibe to it as well
0: oh so I really love this and I was gonna say when you start to go into that you kind of started to touch on the deity side as well Mm um where do you kind of how do you see some of the typically aligned crystals with some of the deities do you feel that they okay so let me start that question again I think you've got to I feel for me like when you think on some of the goddesses and so on I think sometimes it can be oh this is a dark goddess go for the black crystals and that isn't always how I feel with it so Mm -hmm. I've started to be a bit more feel into kind of okay so who do I what do I think aligns with Hecate and Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it isn't just you know color stuff it's like what are their messages so like let's look at the Morrigan like she's very she's very like fiercely in my opinion not everybody's opinion we've Mm -hmm. all got different opinions on deities and, and all sorts I see her as like very sexually liberated, very powerful, fiery, um, and you know maybe it's crystals that you want to like use those to bring that out of you rather than just go for the black crystal because she's mm-hmm. always you know considers as, as a dark goddess um but it may be that you also work with that deity because you feel they help you with areas like addiction or okay so when I was seriously in my addiction issues I worked with smoky quartz like it was going out of fashion like it literally <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah it's like you can go off peace with that because I think sometimes we're like this and even I do it on the podcast so I'm, I'm not gonna lie like sometimes I'm like this deity is closely associated with this you know crystal Mm -hmm. I think it's really nice to feel into it see intuitively what you think journey to meet them see what they tell you or what are you working with them for to see what crystal they will kind of offer up and I don't know if you sort of see that or where you stand on the, the deity associations
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I work work with Hecate and yeah, Yeah. generally black crystals are a good fit, good starting point. Um, But Mm -hmm. I actually prefer things like gold sheen obsidian, which is a black crystal, but it's got like this golden shiny underlayer. I like things like um, labradorite, larkovite that have flashes of um, colour because it's the torch in the darkness. So I like black with brightness to them um so that's just it's, I suppose it's kind of poetic in a way you can get poetic about it um I also work with Aphrodite slash Venus um and you've got things like rose quartz and basically any pink crystal would do um but I really like Larimar which looks like mm. seafoam um it's very expensive but I'm sure she that's kind of very much works well <laughs> with her energies um and same as Caribbean calcite which is actually from Pakistan by the way <laughs> that's a gimmick name oh. okay (laughs) um that was a selling point I think for whoever created that trade name for the crystal um but that looks like the beach so it's kind of going into her born from sea foam energy so yeah you can definitely spread out and I think the closer you get to a deity the more work you do the more you'll see a crystal and recognize that energy in it
0: Mm, yes yeah yeah I agree yeah absolutely and I love that I think um I think as well. Like, I think that's when I started to kind of look into. I was very naive with crystals origins. You Mm -hmm. touched on that. We're saying about this from the Caribbean, um, because I remember just getting so excited when I found out that smoky quartz was found in a part of Scotland and I was like no way so I've got Mm -hmm. loads of like I've got Scottish ancestry I feel so connected to like this scenario I feel so connected to and I was like no way that's why literally this is my thing this is my crystal like I really Mm -hmm. felt and I just you know sometimes when you I think sometimes we don't realise how close to home some of these crystals are. We see them, exactly. we see them as beautiful, and yeah, we just kind of assume like, oh, exotic, tropical, that you know. But when you look at some that are here, it's pretty mm-hmm. mind
1: blowing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the UK is um, doesn't quite have as much colourful, but we've got some really awesome ones like blue John fluorite. Uh, Whitby Jet is another really famous one. We've got a fantastic Jurassic Coast for fossils. Because when we talk yeah. about crystals, we generally mean minerals, fossils, tektites, rocks, crystals, like as a together. And yeah, definitely. I found out, I think it was last year, that Smoky Quartz is, is the national gem of Scotland as well, because all my family is yeah. British. Um, I guess I'm the first generation English, technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah I was just like what and she yeah, had no idea that you know that my ancestral background had a crystal because yeah your brain automatically thinks like Madagascar has some of the most most amazing crystals so your brain goes to there or Brazil is yeah. another fantastic place but yeah they're everywhere except the Antarctica and we don't really get to them there <laughs> it's too deep under the snow
0: yeah but no, it's true. It's genuinely sort of blew my mind a little bit discovering that, and I was like, oh you're, you're my favorite, you're my favorite <laughs> um i I really love the concept about like Aphrodite Venus, and I agree really agree with you on the um I had a real phase of not working with Aphrodite, but taking on some of the energy of hers I felt yeah. like she was like really around and like really present mm-hmm. and I loved getting into like the pink crystals and you know just absolutely had a field day there were just some real stunners that I've got and um, so I've got a real mix of like the really dark and you know loads of pink and and you mm-hmm. know your smoky quartz and stuff um but yeah I think smoky quartz was the one that just wow I like and and you really can build a relationship with them because I just remember that crystal that chunk of crystal just came everywhere with me I was like holding on to it like don't let me go <laughs> to the shop and my wine like you know I was really like yep. it really like meant something to me and you know you you really can see it as like and I was doing the work like I was doing mm-hmm. all the other work but this was just like my little my comfort blanket in a sense yeah yeah, they really can hold some real
1: importance yeah. for you. Yeah, smoky quartz is one of my favourite. It's um the crystal, if you want like the key words for smoky quartz that comes to my brain is it's smoke cleansing in a crystal. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely.
0: So, in terms of and actually we touched a little bit on this, but is there anything in regards to and actually sort of I guess coming back to um yeah like the UK and and the land and so on is there anything in relation to animism or that aspect that you wanted to delve into
1: yeah so animism is a personal belief so I be- I believe in animism um and I think yeah. it can definitely extend into crystals I'm not saying that crystals and animism is the truth and that's it you don't have to believe in this to for crystals to still have their benefit but just like animals, plants, um, and trees have spirit, which I think a lot of pagans do believe this, so do crystals and rock and the earth itself, even the dirt in your garden has a spirit to it. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, so technically all these crystals that we have around us are little spirits. Um, some people also believe that they have like a collective spirit. So the clear quartz and all the quartz is a collective one entity spirit um which I suppose that's quite complicated that's quite an intense concept as well um, but yeah very much the case that you can I find it quite easy to sit down meditate with crystal and feel a presence from it not just an energy but a presence that you can interact and talk with much like you could with a deity or the fae if you work with a fae or just a like a tree spirit yeah yeah um, and it's you know that it's grown from Mother earth and it's natural you can get man-made crystals some people say that they have spiritual benefits and I suppose that you could bring color magic into it you could say well if it's this color then it would have this association I personally much prefer my crystals to have come from the earth even if they're dyed or they've yeah. been horrified which is the process of spraying a metal on it and then heating it which gives it a rainbow look but metals are natural, so it's still bonding to natural minerals. I don't mind that as long as the crystal itself has come from the earth, because then it feels like it's come from the, the grid of life, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely.
0: On the grid of life concept, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to like go too deep on this, and like okay. we can certainly not hit on this if not. So I am late to the table in regards to your conversations regarding like Lemuria and, and star seeds and things like mm-hmm. that. But what's your are you of the thinking of the Lemurians and so on, you know, kind of left behind and stored these crystals in the earth for us? Or do you have any other any should we put our tinfoil hats on and see if you <laughs> want to go anywhere with this?
1: So I think it's something I'm still researching and learning about. So I'm always open and honest when I'm not like confident in what I'm saying. But the general consensus is like the Lemurians very well could have been a physical thing or they very much could have been a spiritual entity, same as we have deities and things. So it doesn't have to necessarily be like a physical concept. But we currently use crystals in technology modern day. Um, like quartz is probably the main one as it's I'm going to probably butcher the pronunciation I think it's piezoelectric so with pressure it can form um, it can create electricity so that's what does our phones our computers uh, even watches it has like I don't know the science behind it
0: (laughs) no (laughs) don't don't worry but you are right in that Mm -hmm. and it is blowing my swede like genuinely like its But then that kind of and I'm uh, again, I'm like not and I do want to get into this on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. I like the concept of us building on that because the Lemurians were said to have like these crystal towers that everything was like, you know, uh, powered from and that's just always got my mind going thinking yeah. and if that were true like maybe you know there might be another time where we do get to do this and crystals are playing more of a part in that and yeah just it's just fascinating I do yeah. like putting my oil hat on and exploring
1: these yeah concepts. I do I do think that um <laughs> even if the Lemurians didn't exist that we already have quartz and, crystals and other crystals in technology so what's yeah. to say that that's just not going to keep advancing
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What else can we do with it? And Mm -hmm. I think it is really interesting. I also am not going to, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast at some point, but I want to say this about sounding really basic. But I listened, I watched something the other day, still wearing my tinfoil hat, um, loads of Gaia stuff and so on about uh, the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the concept of and and you know don't worry I'm not going to ask you any questions on this B you probably know more than me anyway <laughs> but I like the concept that we are said to have right outside of our pineal gland and again you know please watch a program because I do not know what I'm talking about these little crystals that are in and around it that kind of get activated and the pineal gland gets activated and I'm like so we've actually got little crystals that mm-hmm. we're talking in our brains like. Who knew?
1: Yeah, what I was actually uh, researching that this morning, just because I knew about it, but I thought oh, let's just have a little look before I go on the podcast. And it's like I think it's called biomineralization. and Yeah. Are, yeah. Like, they're starting to discover it. It's the same in plants as well. You can get crystals, and it's not always good. Like you can get crystals in your kidneys. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, really I mean, <laughs> 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 but yeah, there's micro little like crystalline structures, and like there's so many things are crystals that people don't think, like salt, which is what. Yeah many 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 people use in their spiritual practices um salt is a crystal it has a crystalline form it's just highly yeah. desirable same as sugar well and sugar's a plant I think people forget that as well um yeah. so yeah. things that are just we take as oh the mundane is magical and I think people forget that
0: oh I absolutely agree with you on mm. that and you're right I think if you're kind of coming to this new it's like don't underestimate the do you know, maybe the sort of lesser the that maybe don't underestimate more of the the well known sort of simplified crystals mm-hmm. and and herbs and so on. So I think sometimes we kind of go for the jugular and think, I've got to get this mold of it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's like i not undervalue. You know, that that smoky quartz did me well or this I mm-hmm. love rose quartz. I'm not yeah, I'm a so rose lot. quartz fan. Yeah yeah I adore it and I'm like don't underestimate like the ones that seem more simplified and and really common because there is magic in that too
1: yeah same as quality doesn't matter like you can get high grade rose quartz that has it's called star rose quartz where it catches the light and it forms like a star and it's the highest quality and then you can get something that's barely pink and it's quite cloudy it's going to have the same amount of effect it's just visual looks yeah
0: yeah absolutely agree with that I love that and it just you just can't tell how you're gonna feel when you're drawn to something and you go in somewhere and it's like I have no idea but this one's speaking to me and yeah and and you know a forever amethyst and rose quartz lover yeah
1: <laughs> that's what I like about crystals as well although we can't just go out into nature and pluck it like we can some of the plants it is quite readily available um like rose quartz amethyst clear quartz smoky quartz hematite like so many different types i could easily name 20 right now you could get a tumble stone for three pound or less
0: yeah yeah so it's exactly really quite accessible if you could have any crystal in the world what would you have money were no objects or anything and, or getting it was no object what would you have
1: probably one of the insane australian opals that just look like Oh, just the precious opals and the play of color is phenomenal I like there's a YouTube channel that I watch it's called I think it's gemology or something like that and they just show like the highest millions of pound crystals and the opals always blow my mind oh, oh I, love I, love it. I love crystals yeah. so much
0: <laughs> we can tell we can tell definitely yeah. <laughs> coming back to Yeah, like the sort of the the generals, like what would you reference in regards to, I know you said about selenite for cleansing, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend for just the basics so what would you recommend maybe for like protection for love i don't know there's certain areas that you're happy to sort of outline as just to just to maybe get started with this
1: yeah i can throw a couple out there for you so protection crystals i have if it's reflective it's protective (laughs) so anything that's reflective like hematite and this can even be things like silver um most metals are usually protective because it reflects negative energy back out um, black crystals are good for protection because so color is a form of frequency, and the color black actually absorbs um, other colors and generates heat. So what the black crystals do, so things like obsidian, uh, tourmaline, would probably be my top two recommendations for ease of access. Um, mm-hmm. They're very protective, but you can also be fancy. You can go for one of my favorite is ancestralite. Which is a rarer variation of hematite. Um, For love, so interestingly, crystals rarely work in like, on about like love, as in get yourself a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner, but it usually starts with self love and then it attracts partners. So, rose quartz is an obvious go to there. But I would also Mm -hmm. say rhodochrosite, um, which is not rhodonite, a lot of people get those confused. Rhodochrosite is very, playful and flirty and fun um because yeah. actually just while this springs to my mind going back to the colors sometimes it isn't just the base color appearance a rhodochrosite when you look at it it's obviously a pink crystal but mm. it has a very yellow undertone it's a very yellow pink which means it relates to the say so sorry yep, yeah, the solar plexus as well as the heart chakra so it's confidence and love does that make sense yeah, yeah, um, yeah hmm so those would be probably my top two. and chrysoprase for love, which is like this. it's a spring green and it very much renews the heart for grounding. I would recommend um petrified wood because it's a tree. Yes. <laughs> trees are very grounded. Um, I would also recommend fossils for grounding. Fossils are very much earth energy because it's something that was living, that walked on the earth, that ends up getting under the earth, and it takes a long process. It also teaches patience. Um, for divination and spirit work, I really recommend labradorite. So that there's like a flash to a labradorite. If you've ever seen it, you'll know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And that brings flashes of inspiration. And and for me, when I'm doing like my tarot and I'm like, what is this card trying to tell me? I'll sit with my um, Labradorite and it will, just the first image that pops to my head is like, I'll start to see it in my mind's eye. Um, But I also really recommend Lapis Lazuli for any kind of divination or spirit work as well. For rest and relaxation, one of the the top thing that people probably come into Rocks and Rubies for is... um, stress so yeah. for and relaxation amethyst which is the lavender of the crystal world um yeah. but also amazonite which kind of has the energy of a river and it just kind of washes away your stresses uh caribbean calcite for the same reason it's very like having a date it's got the beach energy that kind of cleansing calming energy so yeah there's just a couple off the like tip of my head i love that lastly what about wealth are there any particular ones yeah. that you like to use? number one and i'm probably would probably go as far to say oh there's two i guess pyrite so yeah. pyrite is also known as false gold it's very beautiful especially in its raw form um, and because it looks like gold it's the like the manifest is sympathetic magic and it's the manifestation of you've got something that looks like gold act like you're rich yeah, <laughs> that wealth for sure. To support that, I would also say green adventuring Um, So green adventuring is this happy-go-lucky energy, and it just seems to attract good luck. And often, with good luck comes money.
0: Oh, I love that. Pyrite always just makes you think of pirate because it's the gold look <laughs> as well.
1: Here, and I just thought, yeah, it yeah I like that, look.
0: that look. for money. I do love that. Um, they're great. Actually, there's a few in there that I am not familiar with. So Ancestralite is giving like protection and ancestral vibes. Yes. But have I made that up or is that, I don't know, I'm just kind of getting that off the yeah. name? So
1: something? generally by the name, you can get an indication. Um, yeah. So the reason why it's called it Ancestralite is it's one of the oldest mineral formations that we are aware of. So oh. geology people, I'm not trained geologist, when they discover minerals, they have ways of telling how old the mineral is. And Ancestralite is like hundreds of millions years old. It's really old. So it's been there underneath us the whole time. So it's kind of, I guess, absorbed the energies and it can help you work through your past lives or ancestors where you've been here before because it's seen it so it can help recall the time of when X-Life was here, if that makes sense. Love that. Oh, I love Ancestralite, oh, it's gorgeous as well. <laughs> glitters, oh, nice. so it's quite a masculine crystal. It's like a dark steel gray and like mm-hmm. maroon reds. Um, but sometimes the hematite in it has like this real sparkliness to it, I love it. And it's really good for psychic protection, protecting against psychic vampires or energy vampires. Um, because it just brings in your aura and it makes it dense like a shield, so nothing can kind of wiggle its way in. Wow yeah, yeah. oh, I love
0: this. You said about color with that, and it, the fact that I've kind of come to that one is really interesting because you're right. We've passed life work a lot of the time, color comes into it as well you will kind of be asked like if you've ever had like a past life regression or done one of the meditations or the journeys they'll often ask you like what color comes up or mm-hmm. if you do anything like the akashic records like what color is your book and things like that yeah. and that's I guess yeah. another way because you said about ancestral light, and when you said about the smoky gray one of the past lives that are, like I've, I'm sounding like really out there just going off onto this tangent but mm-hmm. I had smoky gray come up as a past in a past life. It was kind of like all I could see and all these things. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe that's one I've been drawn to because I kind of need to work on that past life because it's actually affecting things for me in this life. Like it's the one, the one that is like the the crux point. And so I think I might have a look into that. But again, all the ways you could use it like, is a certain color coming up for you? In like past life regression Mm. or yeah that you need to um maybe hone in on as well so that was really interesting I've never heard of Ancestral Eye and and the information you gave was great I was also going to ask you Amazonite I know you said about connecting with like water and so on Mm -hmm. and I guess is that from the Amazon or
1: I think it was originally discovered by near the Amazon River it has since been found in other locations um, but the crystal itself is like this beautifully aqua blue, um, mm-hmm. high grade variations of it will have like darker veins of a deeper shade of like this aqua blue, which kind of look like um, delta part of the river where it kind of stretches out. But again, that's that's higher grade stuff. You don't need the higher grade stuff. But when you get yeah. the higher grade stuff, you can kind of visually see like, oh, I can see what they were saying now about why yeah. it's called this, that or the other.
0: And I'm just going to be cheeky and ask one last question, which is how we got talking. When I came into the shop, I was looking at a very clear, mm-hmm. not a selenite, I can't remember what it was, and I know we don't need to worry too much about the detail, but it was a very I clear, thought. yes. And mm-hmm. you, I remember you saying to me about, because I was saying, oh, I feel really drawn to a lot of the clear ones. And then we kind of got into like, I think we got into the crystals being high up, and the angel influence and things like that. Mm-hmm. And is there anything you're happy to go into on that front? So I remember being wowed, like, oh, I didn't know this. Um, the concept of them being higher up, and I, I think it was just like the ange- the angelic kind of connection through that, and being high in placement.
1: Yeah, so particularly with that crystal, that's uh, Himalayan quartz, which is found, surprise, surprise, on the Himalayas, which is very (laughs) high up. Um, So these crystals specifically, you have to get, well, you don't, but some very well-trained people with some special equipment go up there on a helicopter and then they have to hand mine these crystals because it's that high up and it's that delicate. Um, But because they're so high up, they've got the seat that you need to view the whole world from up high so they see everything in the bigger picture they uh, have seen everything that's happened overarching energy so you can really access them for higher vibrational work uh because they're yeah. not really so more, how, how can i explain this so as you go through the chakras from root to crown there's like a a vibration the root chakra has got a dense vibration this doesn't mean like low bad vibration but it's dense it's mm-hmm. slow it's earthy and as you go up it gets like higher and higher pitched almost um, yeah. and it's the same with these Himalayan quartz you might be able to hear my cat in the background by the way it's I mean, love it when we
0: hear a witch, witch's cat on the podcast it makes me feel like it's just yeah real life <laughs> no just made made the podcast with that yeah. Uh, and, and no, honestly, there was. I, I just remember being really wowed by your information, and I, I just think people need to come into Rocks and Rubies just to get to chat with you. But for like, for first and foremost, just know what they're buying because yeah, from the Himalayas, you can go into Rocks and Rubies and pick one up, and they're not even. I think I got one. I think it's like six quid. It's a beautiful little one. Yeah, the little one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like is in in is in Colchester. Like Mm -hmm. this this crystal from the Himalayas. Like that's just Yeah. Like my
1: my boss, um, my boss Rob, who's the one who owns the store, he's got contacts worldwide, and you can ask if there's something specific you're wanting that's hard to get or overpriced on certain other places sometimes he can get it in and he's a fair guy if he gets a fair price and a good deal you get a fair price and a good deal yeah um, yeah so yeah he's got he's got like tons of the Himalayan courts and he made friends with a guy he's um who handmade him in like a necklace he's so yeah Rob's really awesome and, and if you're wanting me um because I can't always post all my knowledge on the rocks and rubies um social medias because at the end of the day they're a shop and we do need to sell things and I could yeah. talk for days <laughs> I have set up recently my own Instagram which is sensual underscore sorcery um, also on Facebook just so I can get my knowledge out um without having to have it from a sales perspective yeah, so yeah feel free to follow me on that <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the whole, it's a really small business, Rocks and Rubies, there's like five of us in total, and that includes the online people, um, it's him and his mum are the main people in the shop, I'm there twice a week, and it's an absolutely lovely place.
0: Absolutely beautiful, honestly there is, there are the biggest amethyst, like the hugest <laughs> crystals I've ever seen anywhere in that yeah. shop and, but I, I can't let you go without you telling us about the Moldavite side of the business mm-hmm. because you guys are actually specialists and I know from doing and like researching and doing an episode on Moldavite and I haven't got any yet I'm still not like I'm still not there I still feel like I need to do some work it's on expensive <laughs> yeah and I've spoken to be about this and said mm-hmm. Moldavite but can you tell us about that specialist side to the business because yeah. it isn't always easy to get Moldavite that is real that's what my understanding of it is also yeah
1: so the fake Moldavite in the crystal community I guess at the moment is it's really bad you can even go to proper crystal mineral shows that wholesalers are at where people like my boss would go to to source our crystals to sell and we're finding fakes there That's how bad the situation is at the minute. Sometimes they're really obvious. Sometimes they're not. Um, They usually have a really rough texture to them. They're not like a soft, polished glass. That would probably be my key thing. So we, rocks and rubies are also moldavite.uk, which is hard to keep up supply and demand for this crystal. And it it is expensive. It isn't easily accessible, but you don't need it if that makes sense, there's other crystals that are high vibrational that you can work with. Um, So don't feel pressure to ever buy this specific mineral. I was never massively drawn to it. I was more drawn to like Libyan desert glass, which is created in the same way. It's a meteorite impact and then where it hit the kind of, so for Moldavite, it hit the river Molda and the impact created glass which is the tektite. And the reason why it's green is it's like got the algae in it. Mm. Fun fact. Um, but yeah, the Moldavite, we do jewellery. We do raw pieces. Like we have a piece in the shop at the moment that is 350 pound and it's very light. It's very big, but it's light, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we really try and source. We have good sources um, and we try and just make sure people aren't getting ripped off for a hell of a lot of money. I bought some recently, I actually felt drawn to a pendant and my life hasn't gone in flames. Like TikTok has told me it might have. <laughs> um, I would say it definitely feels high vibrational. And my the messages I usually get from spirit are quite cryptic. I think they usually are, they're not always very clear but my dreams have been very evident. So rather than having a dream yeah. about, I don't know, just making this up, like six rabbits, fell down a hole (laughs) it was like oh and it showed me I'm quite an open and honest person it showed me the death of an uncle that happened shortly after my mum died so I never dealt with that death and I never realized this until I wore moldavite for the first time went to sleep and my brain was like yeah you still have a problem with this you never dealt with this trauma Mm -hmm. and just showed me what was going on and I was like oh okay so it made it was just like a clear connection now to whatever I'm connecting to I'm not too sure but that's what I would say that mineral for me personally has had an effect and I think when people have like oh I bought moldavite or I bought malachite now my life is ruined and I think it's self-manifestation that um I don't think any crystal has that power unless you got something toxic and ate it um that's you've set in your mind that you're going to buy this and this is going to happen and that is magic within itself
0: oh yes agree that's so on point because I feel I need to still do some personal work on myself mm-hmm. before I bring Moldavite into my life I feel yeah. there's certain things I need to work through and then I'm in a place where I'm like okay fuck around and find out. <laughs> See yeah. what gonna throw yeah. out but genuinely, like you I feel like I'm much more balanced and maybe at a better time to bring it into my life because I have done a lot of work um but before I think it would have just been and 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 I'm not saying that crystal but it would have thrown up a lot for me and I think I love what you said about the dreams because I agree and I feel I believe that if you're gonna get some get good quality and yeah. it should be of a decent price because moldavite isn't a crystal that's gonna be it's, it's a limited supply isn't it it's yeah 100% yeah like therefore you know when it's gone it's gone it's not mm-hmm. just going to be there forever like a lot of other crystals will be um so yeah you you need to kind of really make sure like you're getting the real deal and not yeah. wasting your money and but you know, also be
1: wary it's not too cheap because if it sounds like a good too yeah. good to be true and it's multi it's too good to be true
0: absolutely absolutely it's why I haven't bought any either because I'm like I'd rather just get mm-hmm. some of the real deal like a pendant from you guys or whatever because I'm like you know, I because I don't, I feel like I'm just going to drop some money and it's not even real, it's <laughs> just going <laughs> to
1: go green or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. Joking. Yeah. So it's a, it is a shame that there's people out there that just get on because you know, people are buying this to try and improve and better themselves. It's yeah. not just people, it's, it, well, I mean, you do get collectors and more jet ge- like gemologists, geologists, but the majority of people getting it are just your everyday person trying to improve themselves and it's a shame that people really try to prey upon that same with um fake readers and things like since I started the sensual sorcery Instagram I've had several people message me and I don't mean just a message like oh I would like to do a reading for you but really quite intrusive and I'm thinking this needs to change (laughs) this is going to put beginner people off of ever getting involved in this and that's not what we want (laughs)
0: exactly they always send you that special special message like hello dear I felt really drawn to read from yeah you
1: today. and you're like
0: delete block
1: yeah. yeah it's just like when you're walking down the um the street and you get excuse me are you with um like this internet provider and it's like leave me alone I'm trying to go to the shop yeah it's internet harassment
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great fun great fun but the sad thing is I've you know got friends that are hugely credible and they are readers and they've done built Mm -hmm. up this whole network done all this work and they're so affected by areas like that so we do have like responsibility yeah because their business is directly impacted other people like create a fake account of mine I don't know what I couldn't read for anyone for coffee but (laughs) Literally, if anyone ever listened to the podcast and someone got a message from someone saying, oh, hi, I felt drawn to give you a reading, they'd be like, that's Carly, she can't read for Toffee. I won't worry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I do feel like it's really hard because we do need to kind of keep things, you know, tidy out that side of the street because so many of our fellow, you know, spiritual witchy types are going to get impacted with their trade. Yeah. so again with the crystals yeah like I, I love that you you guys know genuinely love that you know your stuff like this is no in no way like uh sponsored by rocks and rubies or anything no. I don't B- even own B-
1: rocks and rubies,
0: rubies. Yeah. <laughs> me just meeting V B- going like this lady she knows her stuff I like her she's gotta come on um <laughs> I also feel like what you said about the dreams and the way the messages that they're not always straightforward. I have got a little bit of a feeling on that because again, like with Moldavite, they'll they often say like there's no deity or you know anything we can connect with this. We see it as being connected to extraterrestrials. Yeah. And yeah. I have I have a lot of like connection with uh angels and that is because from a sort of few years ago I've always had dreams with numbers in and I believe that when we get those messages like they're they're usually through patterns so kind of like why things like I don't know like sacred geometry and like numbers and Mm -hmm. and things like that make sense and is the way they can communicate things to us. So you can go off and like, look up the angel number and it like, is like, Oh my goodness, I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get angel numbers kind of like, I always sound like I'm totally bonkers saying this, but That's- literally can every night get angel numbers and I'll get a succession of them and I'll go off and write out what my dream was and they'll kind of make sense. But I believe and I'm just going to put my tin hat on again that the angel extraterrestrial and like Lemurian thing if you want to go down that rabbit hole it almost can be that they all connect like with um, Lemuria it is said that when it was coming to the end of their time and it was like they knew that they were going to have to leave everything was going to be destroyed they put out a call for all these volunteers, like these golden mm-hmm. lightnings, and they would look over the future races or what was happening on the planet and come to their aid, like whenever they would be called upon. And if you look at that concept it is like the angel concept of if you yeah, call exactly. they will come through you know they're like of light or you know three thousand eyes or however we want to see the angels or however they might appear so I feel like it is this crossover where there's an overlap with the kind of extraterrestrials and the angels and I don't know that's like me and my tinfoil hat on which is why I kind of feel drawn to motorbikes. I feel mm-hmm. like if you feel like maybe like an angelic connection or you feel like you're a starseed, you'll feel like you're from Lemuria, maybe Atlantis or whatever, it might be something that you want to go into. There are other crystals obviously that link to angels and Lemuria and, and Atlantis <laughs> and so on rather, but it can be a really good area to kind of go a, a good rabbit hole to go down and, and work with crystals on as well
1: yeah i mean i really like the way that you say that the like angels and extraterrestrial things could be at the end of the day very similar or one in the same like i the same with deities i feel like the universe or the cosmos whatever you want to call it is like a rainbow of ever-changing colors and you have an essence so let's say for example i work with aphrodite venus and i generally put them together because the myths of aphrodite and venus are very similar and it's like if you follow archaeology it's literally one did evolve into the other um but it doesn't mean that i'm working with this single entity called aphrodite venus but it is like the color pink i guess where it's it's a feminine energy it's sensuality it's sexuality it's spiritual love it's earthly love And then you've got Freya, who is the Norse goddess of love. She is also um, like the witch goddess. She does Seda magic. Um, So she's almost like she's the color pink, for example, but she's also got that purple in her. But it's just looking at the same cosmic energy from different angles. And depending on your Mm -hmm. culture and the time you were born, so if I was born in ancient Greek, I might see this love energy as Aphrodite, where if I was born... Um, in more nordic time nor well, norse times i would have viewed her as freya and i think yeah. that could be the same with angels and aliens that it's the same kind of energy just viewed from different points of view or different angles
0: you are on the same school of thought as me because they also yeah. say don't they like the pantheons like Tuatha De Danann, and all of that were like descendants from heaven or you know and and then again you've got that whole 5d kind of like and also the fae, you know, because mm-hmm. there is that concept of that other, that other dimension. But there is that, that also that belief that that could just be. We're not saying aliens big grey heads.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tea fingers. There are many different ways that the 5D can manifest and, mm-hmm. and things appear. It's not just grey-headed, big, boggle eyed cool. aliens. Yeah. You know, that would be so cute because E.T. Mm-hmm. is the whole vibe. Like, he's adorable. But, um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. I was thinking also, if you were very scientific-minded, you never had any kind of spiritual um, exposure and you watched alien films and you had a supernatural experience your automatic brain might go that must have been aliens you know what I mean so it's even yeah. with the sense people like oh it was a gray-headed alien maybe that's just the way it came to them
0: and also like I love this conversation we're really getting <laughs> into this because they say don't they where you've got a lot of like in quotation marks, like alien sightings, you get things like cryptids, you get things like mm-hmm. the fame, you get like lights. The crossover is real, you know? Yeah. There, there are like pockets of space and places. I mean, I could riff on this all day, but yeah, there, there is such a crossover. And I don't think we always consider, we're so brainwashed with the like, again, big gray, gray-headed, boggly-eyed aliens. Mm-hmm. it isn't actually like that same as the fey, aren't tiny little pocket-sized yeah. people you know like there there might be some like that I don't think I don't doubt it's, that there are but you also tight, got some, yeah you've also got seven foot tall ones eight foot tall ones mm-hmm. so it's like I think the the more you try and figure it out the the more confusing it gets but it is that concept of yeah, I just, I just think they all kind of cluster and combine together and that that 5D and that veil is just, you know, bonkers. Yeah. But, yeah, I love that we ended up on this. So thank
1: you for going. going no worries, living. no worries.
0: So I will put everything in the show notes, links-wise, yes. in regards to Bianca's work, where you can find her, where you can find Rocks and Rubies. I highly recommend you, if you are in the UK, if you're not, get over to Colchester, check out Colchester Castle. There are, like, witchy memorials there. They recently had a witch exhibition, which is, I believe, coming to an end or coming to an end, end of January. But, yeah, get get over there, see all the witchy stuff, and make sure you make a trip to Rox and Rubies. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Yeah, Um,
1: that's something just sprung to mind. We also do worldwide shipping, by the way. Um, Yes. But yeah, so one other thing that crystals really connect with is sympathetic magic. So it it does it in a couple of different ways. I've talked about how pyrite attracts wealth. So that's sympathetic magic. Um, And it follows that as within, so without, as above, so below. Um, So it's things like amber, um, which is a fossilized tree resin. Trees create resin when they are injured and the resin will protect it from any further damage and will heal it. So therefore, amber is good for protection and healing. Um, So that's another kind of layer to crystals. And it's things like blue lace agate has these lovely lines in them. Um, And what blue lace agate does is it works with your throat chakra and it helps you organize your thoughts and your words so that you can communicate. So the lines of the organization. And then you've got fluorite that has an optical illusion where this is, again, usually with high grade where you can visually see it, where if you hold up to the light, the colors have an ombre effect, but if you angle it right, they actually become very solid lines of distinct color. And what fluorite does is it takes confusion and disorganization, and it brings it into focus and into clarity. So that's like another layer to the crystals, but I think that's roughly it. I could go on and talk for hours and hours and hours. Um, But yeah, I'm in the process of making a book. It will be, unlike other books that are on the market, so it's going to talk about how crystals work and kind of breaking them down into kind of more easy to access and understand them, as opposed to just being talking about like very high spiritual words that can be very confusing to someone who's just getting into crystals
0: well take my money because i would literally buy that <laughs> i've learned more from you than i've learned in probably about four or five wick
1: like crystal books so brilliant that's, that's good to hear yeah the support is appreciated thank you
0: and i'd love to have you back on again if you'd come yeah. on honestly this has been absolutely my mind is blown my sweet is blown thank you
1: so much no for, worries, thank on you for having me